Hey guys, this is the Fade Out Podcast, a podcast with no specific uh, theme or element to it. Uh, I'm your host, Sky Cranmer. And I'm Dalton. My friend Dalton here was actually on for the first episode of Fade Out. It was, um, you know, us kind of testing it out. And here we are many, many months later, only five episodes later, uh, but many, many months later. Uh, and we're going to kind of talk about, you know, Dalton went to UD uh, for business. He went to UD for business, kind of, you know, learned a little bit there. Uh, I, of course, had a lot going on with me uh, and, and my business, if you want to call it that, aspect of life. So we're going to talk about kind of the idea of podcasting and why it's such a relevant thing today because, I mean, it's, it is a very huge market, that, and it's just, I mean, it, so many people listen to podcasts nowadays, so I kind of want to just get into that and, and, and really dissect it. Uh, but that being said, I am reading a statistic now that says that there are over, as of this month, 2020, February, there are over 820,000 podcasts with over two, 28 million episodes. Do you believe that? That's insane. But I'm also not surprised. Um, it's blowing up super quick. I think mainly because of how unfiltered it is. Yeah, I mean, it, especially in the whole, this whole political era, there's a there's yeah, there's a, like a it's like a voice era. There's a big push towards unfiltered information. Yeah, I could get and, down with that. Uh, I don't know. I think people are just looking for a different outlet to number one get new information, but also put new information out there. Um, I'd be interested to see in the last five years how many podcasts there are, period. Because I just think, I mean, 10 years yeah. ago, how many podcasts even existed? Yeah, exactly. Like, what was the spike? And, and that makes sense. I mean, with technology, like, that's kind of the thing is that most people are, you know, I, my voice is out there. I want to get my voice out there. And, you know, I mean, even us, you know what I mean? I have no, no backing to this. This is literally just me going, you know what? I think podcasting would be cool. Uh, of course, I've had a lot of inspirations on you know along the way and stuff like that, but I don't have a voice per se. It's just something to do. The other thing I think that podcasts give the I don't know the media world is uh, it's I think that in today's world a lot of people are are striving to find out more information about things. Mm -hmm. People are interested in learning stuff i think if you can look back to i don't know mid-century in the 80s so much stuff was new and upcoming and there wasn't all this media and social media news outlets in your face all the time that people were just kind of satisfied with their day-to-day -day and what they were learning on a daily basis but now it's kind of like all the information is at your fingertips you know with the world wide web and yeah. everything else. So now people are, you know, the definition of a podcast really is just people talking about anything. Yeah. So literally people, just recording it. Yeah. So people are just looking for interesting conversation, which is another weird thing. If you think about it, like social media taking over so many kids' brains that now there's such a push to just listen to people talk yeah and when you would say like i mean it's funny because i remember as a kid talk shows were the worst 
I mean, oh my God, I like being in a hospital and having the view or fucking Dr. Phil, like it's just uh, it's bullshit. Like that shit was so annoying. But, you know, now here we are, you know, X amount of years later and podcasting is kind of where it's at. So I got to ask you, what do you think the number one genre of podcaster is? And I, this genre? this website that I have now is it told me one thing, but I I was believed to have been something else. Give me an example of a genre that is not the correct answer. I just I, I want to know what you mean by genre. There's like, no pop hip hop. You know what I mean? No, no genre. Do you see you're thinking like specifically genre? Like okay, so I listen to a lot of film genre. I listen to a, you know what I mean. So um, from what what I believe. Actually, you go. To ahead. be honest with you, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got two guesses, but I think, I think I'm gonna have to go with politics. Okay. Okay. So, you're not wrong. As far as Google is concerned, politics is number three. All right. Well, this is just listing. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find. 2020 stats and facts. All right. So it, sh- it says here that business, business podcasts are actually the number one podcast. Now, of course, this, this site could be wrong. Um, huh. But business, poli- uh, business true crime, uh, politics, and narrative and film are are the most popular and narrative and film doesn't mean about movies but could be like a, a tv show that a lot of tv shows now have podcasts uh a lot of celebrities have podcasts so it, it, those are the big four but business and true crime are the two big ones well the business one actually doesn't surprise me the more i think about it i mean of course everybody's trying to make money but there's such a surge of entrepreneurs everybody wants to be their own boss these days and uh I don't know, you can go on YouTube and find pre-recorded, you know, 20-minute videos of, you know, how to get rich quick, whatever. How to do anything, literally. Right, but as far as business goes, they're just all kind of get-rich-quick schemes, buy my book or whatever. It's just all kind of trying to sell you something. There's fucking ads that you see that's like, hey, you know, I didn't go to school, but look at this Ferrari in my back. You know, I'm in my garage. I got my huge library. Those fucking videos. And, of course, everybody wants that, but that's all just clickbait. When it comes to podcasts, the only thing that you're getting out of a podcast is audio. I mean, unless you're Joe Rogan or someone like that. You know, some people do the enjoy video watching thing. it too, but you don't get much out of just watching it. You just kind of, it's just adding to the effect. But but uh, I can definitely see how a lot of people want to sit down for an hour, hour and a half, and just listen to a business mogul or whoever it is yeah. speaking about their secrets. Maybe they can get a hint of something that nobody else picked up on on their promotional videos or whatever. Well, I have a a little train of thought that I'm going to kind of go through, but I'm going to ask you this as as kind of a... um, (laughs) My my, uh, touchscreen pen just like magnetized to my computer. I don't know if that's good or bad. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, The point is, let me ask you this because I'll I'll explain what I mean in a second. College. Mm -hmm. You've been. I've been. I went for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Do you think you learn, and and I have a couple points, a couple things I've read here and there, and and my own personal experience. 
That is a very loaded question. It is. It, uh... Okay, let me, all, let me narrow it. It's on a case-by-case let me, let me narrow it. Going to school for business, entrepreneurship, versus... I mean, obviously, you need to go to college for nursing, for being a teacher. Like, do you think that being a, a college student for entrepreneurship is... Do you think that's a thing? Do you think that you should? I mean, that was my major. So, exactly. So and that's why, and that was mine. And that was mine. But here we are. Well, it's, that's another thing. It's, it's all on a case-by-case basis. I mean, it really depends on what you want and what you expect to get out of school. I think there's a lot of... The hard thing is that it's not for everyone. My, in my own opinion, I think it's not for most people. Um, I don't know, specifically with entrepreneurship, it depends on the school and the program because I'm, I haven't looked into too many other entrepreneurship specific programs, but I think that the one that I had at the University of Delaware was very beneficial, but the more that I was there, I realized that's not exactly what I wanted, what Mm -hmm. I needed. That was, you got too much freedom in the entrepreneurship major, in my opinion. It, uh, it kind of just said, yeah, you can make a business off of whatever you want, which you can, whether it's going to be successful or not. Really, I was hoping to jump in freshman year, find a niche, work on it all four years, and then by the time those four years are done you know, be making a lot of money off of that. Yeah. But for them, I mean, I could have, I could have come up with a, I don't know, a cereal, a new cereal, and that would have been A-okay. I could have gotten an A on all my projects, all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, is it really, I mean, of course they teach you enough stuff to figure out on your own that that's probably not profitable. But if you don't, like nobody's gonna tell you that. But there's no, there's no, no nobody's gonna say, nah, that's a bad idea. Yeah. So there, there's no real rule book. Like it's it's literally the matter of do whatever you want. Convince me that it'll work. Yep. Don't actually, you know what I mean? Okay. So that that that's that's pretty sick. Um. So. Okay. So this follows me to my next point. You. All right. Let me go back to me. So me, uh, I dropped out after a month of college mm-hmm. i started watcher comics which um you know it kind of had its hits and misses but i mean do you think that you have to go and pay for it do you think that there's anything in school that you could have done on your own do you think you could have just logged into youtube and just read books and you know what i mean is everything at the internet like there's nothing that you can have you seen goodwill hunting i have Okay, well, that was the whole, that was Will Hunting's point. He wasn't in college, he was a janitor. He learned everything you could go to school for in a book, and that was his point. The the how you like them apple scene. That's what I'm talking about. Like, do you think that you have to go in, into a university or go to a school, spend a bunch of money, go in debt, just to learn something? No. Is it just for the no, piece of paper? No, I don't. I think, uh, yeah, there's... The thing is, the benefit to the piece of paper is not necessarily the knowledge. It's all about experience. It's about, um, like, it shows that you went to something for four years, committed and finished. 
that sort of thing. Yeah. It shows that you can go through with something. It shows that you can work with people. It shows mm-hmm. that you can live with people. You have interpersonal skills enough to live away from home and get that sort of intense work done. Yeah. So that that in itself is worth the degree. But as far as actually learning, I mean, I could never do it. I, I'm not dedicated enough to sit and read yeah. textbook after textbook yeah. and figure it out on my own. I prefer the approach of having an instructor who can like Who's can known bounce it and questions done it. back and forth okay. on that sort of thing. But so it's just, easier. You would say it's an easier way to learn. It's definitely easier. The guy in Goodwill Hunting was like a super genius. Well, yeah, that's was I was like, just more so using the example of he didn't have the finances to do it. Do you need it? No. Practically, I think a lot of people thrive better on that sort of approach, but I think that the price is way too high. I don't necessarily think it should be free because somebody's got to get paid somewhere. But uh, I don't know. College is just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's for most people. No, it's it's it, it's excruciating. I mean, if you if you listen to anything Mike Rowe has to say in the last few years, he's talking about blue collar jobs, literally dirty jobs, mm-hmm. um, that uh, are just going unfilled right now because everybody's looking for white collar because they think there's more money in that, and in some cases there are, but like I've got a friend now who's a lineman, yeah. who's making. Oh my god i think his starting pay was like 40 something an hour i mean granted he's working a very s- dangerous job five to six to seven days a week sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day and sometimes they'll get overtime even on that but uh you add up those hours with how much he's making it's bank so yeah. if you're looking for money you know that's something you don't have to go to college for he went to it like a three or four month program spent way less than anybody will on college and then got right into the workforce and now is making mad bank yeah and 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 that's kind of where that's that's kind of what my point was i want to talk a little bit about that like a lot of people would argue one or the other you know what i mean a a lot of film directors argue that you don't need it just go out and do it and that's kind of what where it comes my point here we are Granted, and by no means, shape, or like, by no way is this podcast successful, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, we're doing it right now. My setup is two Amazon Basic microphones plugged into a Google adapter, plugged into a Google Pixel 4 on a microphone tripod. That is it. That's all, and 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 all in all, I think this might this whole setup with I mean my phone was the most expensive part at eight hundred dollars. It's a cell phone, but you know what I mean. Like it, we're just doing it, and that's the thing is that okay. And, and, but most importantly, in podcasting, do you think there is a, there is money to be made in podcasting? I mean, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. A lot of people make a lot of money on podcasting. Do you think so anybody about, can do it? Do you think you have to be a celebrity? Having, um. No, you just got to talk about something that people give a shit about, and you have to be good at, you have to be good at uh, doing it. Um, of course, you have to go out and do it. It's the same as anything, but uh, yeah, like I guess I'm confused by your question. Of course, there's money to be made. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like do you? I heard somebody say uh, a good friend of mine. He was like, you know, I don't feel 
that podcasts are successful unless you have something like you, well, you have a fandom already. That's the wrong mindset when it comes to podcasts and you shouldn't be doing it to make money. Nobody makes a podcast as a revenue stream because that's, it's like trying to say, Oh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and in the next two, three years, I'll have 6 million subscribers and I'll be making bank on ad. Yeah. You never know. You don't do that. You make content that you enjoy, that you like, you follow the philosophy of PewDiePie who says, you know, he, he's been controversial time and time again. He's been in all kinds of news stories and stuff. And yet he's still a top YouTuber because he's real. He's genuine. He doesn't sell out to other companies. And he he just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't listen to anybody. He makes content that makes him happy. And if he loses 5 million subscribers in a day, he doesn't care. He's not doing it for the money. The money's nice. I mean, yeah. shit, I'm sure he's rolling in plenty of money. But uh, he does it to make himself laugh. He does it because he enjoys interacting with the audience. You know what I mean? It's like this podcast here, it may never get yeah. the views that you want. I mean, shit, if you, if you got a thousand views, that would be pretty good. I'd probably shit myself. Yeah. But... That's the other thing. Like, I, I listened to the podcast recently with uh, Joe Rogan and Robert Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. brought up this interesting point that was, uh, he said, it's weird that our society never encourages taking a break. It's always, I want more, I want more. Like, like he mentioned to Joe Rogan, like, do you think if you took a break from the podcast for two or three years and then came back, could you expect to be just as popular? Definitely not. No, people, not at all. People want stuff now. Yeah, they would lose yeah. interest. Yeah. So, like, that's the other hard part about, you know, media like this, podcasts, YouTube yeah. channels, stuff like that. It's consistency. Um, it's relevancy. It's frequency. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm, <laughs> just, saying, I'm just saying. But, no, I, lot, I completely there's, understand. There's a lot more to it than just... It being a viable, I mean, of course it's viable. You just have to put in. You just got to do it. You just, I mean, you got to keep doing it and you got to keep doing stuff that people like. You got to follow trends and stuff like that. But uh, the most important thing is that you want to do it. If you're not into what you're talking about, then it's just a bunch of horseshit. It's funny to you uh, that we're, we're talking about all this money. I actually heard a very funny, uh, I, you could call it an analogy. Uh, but it was pretty much saying, start with this concept. At 12 days old, you have reached a million seconds. At 31 years of age, yep. you have reached a billion seconds to show you the window between a million and a billion. Now, that really just goes to show just the wide window of you know, a million to a billion. Now, you know, most celebrities are that of millionaires, right? And Jay-Z is probably one of the only, like, Jay-Z's got something like uh, 900 million. Like, he's, he's close to a billionaire. So, I'm going to look up right now Jeff Bezos' net worth. And I'm going to explain this analogy to you. Alrighty. So, if a staircase was how much you made a year. The average family in America would only be anywhere from the base floor to maybe, maybe one to two steps up. 
you've got your smaller percentage that would be three steps up. Even smaller, that would be four to five steps up. That's pretty much your average. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos would be so far into the sky, he would be over halfway to the International Space Station. Yeah, I, yeah, that's an insane amount of money. I mean, what is it, 130 now? So 130 billion, you got to think about it like this. One billion dollars is a thousand million. Yeah. So you, a, a I mean, thousand steps. Go ahead and think about how much you can do. With, well, I guess not. Go ahead and think about how much you can do with a million dollars cash in the bank account right now everything i mean you can really do everything with that you could live off that the rest of your life if you spend it and invested it right a million dollars like yeah he's got a hundred and thirty thousand times that yeah now that being said i mean if we wanted to get technical that's not all in cash he doesn't have all that in cash no no but it's what he has assets and stuff if he was going to sell amazon to somebody they you know that's probably about how much you could get out of it but that's just an estimate. But uh, at the same time, I would love to see his cash number because his cash number is, a, is at least a fraction of that. I mean, he has at least $50 billion in cash in the bank, easily. What would you say Elon Musk was at? If I had to guess. So Jeff Bezos is... I know Donald Trump has like $8 billion, which, of course, is a lot of money. Yeah. It's not like... It's not Jeff Bezos' money. That's... Think about that. Donald Trump, the world-renowned billionaire, songs have been written about how much money he has. So many songs, actually. He's got $8 billion, which is 8,000 million, which is a lot. But Jeff Bezos dwarfs him. Jeff Bezos has what? What is 130 divided by 8 gives us 730 divided by 8. <laughs> I'm doing that's, quick math. That's 16 times... Donald Trump. That is just. So where do you think where do you think Musk is at? I don't know. Twenty five. Forty. Really. Forty. That's good. I'm. That's good. I mean, I don't. That's still crazy though. Yeah, Tesla, SpaceX. What is that even? He yeah yeah he's building rockets. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a car company. Which makes you think that's still. Jeff Bezos is still three times that yeah a little bit more than three times that it makes you think what he could do if he actually instead of like was focused on like selling stuff online if he could actually take all that cash and just dump it into something but that's then, good what what else does jeff bezos do besides amazon yeah i'm sure he's got a few other companies he would have had he would have more money than that right now if he if it was him and his wife didn't divorce he didn't sign that prenup so he gave away a lot of his money yeah i was gonna say i did read that he just had not him. half it wasn't half but like there was a settlement where she got like I don't know twenty billion or something. Yeah, she's her net worth is forty one point nine billion. Right, which is so insane. Dude. So I'm reading right now from Business Insider that Bezos makes two thousand four hundred eighty nine dollars per second. Three grand, uh, two and a half, two and a half grand, a second. Oh, I don't even make that a month, dog. And then an average uh, minute is going to be $149,353. How do you feel about that? That's crazy. I feel like he... Good for him. What do you think? That's the American dream, though. Do you, think, do you think the Jeff Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos podcast would work? 
Like, do you think that it would be nearly as successful just because he is one of the richest men in the world? No. Well, unless... No, I don't, actually. Why? I don't think that he... Jeff Bezos doesn't strike me as a super genius. Someone like Elon Musk is a podcast that would work because he's got so many wacky, wild ideas that would be... I mean, he would. He had one of those, like, most famous Joe Rogan episodes. Right, Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah. Well, because he smoked weed on it, but also because he's Elon Musk. Yeah. So. Oh, he actually smoked weed on... Bro, he handed him the blunt. He said, never done this before. And all his stocks, like, plummeted for, like, a day. Because really? Because people were like, what the, What are you doing? You're smoking weed on live, you know... TV. Why does that matter? It doesn't, and it didn't. But, like, you know, there's a lot of rich old people that still don't believe in weed, and they saw that, and oh, they yeah. had stock in <laughs> Tesla or whatever, and they just yanked it because they were like, are you kidding me? They're about to... But, of course, he didn't fail because... Nobody really gives a shit at the end of the day. Yeah. But uh, as far as Jeff Bezos goes, he strikes me as pretty boring, to be honest. He just is one of those guys that had the right idea at the right time. Yeah. And is a good enough businessman to capitalize on it. Like a... And just inflate it. And it got so big so fast. So fast. Dude, 15 years ago, if you told me, you know, what's the best site to buy stuff on? eBay. Yeah. Not Amazon. Who the hell? Who even heard of Amazon? But now there's Amazon Fresh. There's Amazon Echo. There's Amazon Prime. There's, yeah. You know what I mean? There's all this branding that they've done that has made them a super mega company. It's like they're they're actually one of the top tech companies. Uh, yeah, I believe. You know what I mean? Um, and he's just he's just the guy whose name it's in. You know what I mean? He's got so many geniuses under him that are getting this stuff done. But when you stamp the Amazon brand on it, you know, yeah, he gets a cut every single time it sells something. Yeah, so like, again, uh, you know, maybe there could be some interesting conversations to be had with him. But I, I still would rather, I mean, shit, I would rather hear from Bill Gates yeah, than Jeff Bezos. Because Bill Gates, just his knowledge about technology is incredible. But at the same time, Bill Gates is getting outraced right now. There's... There's younger guys that know more about modern technology than he does. Well, he was just a, he's a father. He, he's a pioneer. He's a yeah, he's a pioneer. And and honestly, as far as if we're talking podcast, I'd definitely say Bill Gates cuz dude, what would it be like to fucking hear inside stories from Steve Jobs? Day in the life. Like that'd be crazy. Yeah, the creation of died. technology, the did, being there. Did he die in 2010 or 2009? Ooh. Ooh. Because ooh. That was before the era of podcasts. It really would be super interesting to get him on an interview like that. Yeah, like just to talk about. So let's talk about a, a spat that you and Steve Jobs had. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he died in. Uh, he his net worth was seven billion. Uh huh. Which it would be way more. Way than more. Uh, and his uh, he died in two thousand eleven September. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. So way before the surge of podcasts oh yeah i mean you gotta think he with what he did with apple and just the innovation of creating the ipod and creating all these formats of you know what i mean apple wasn't nearly the tech conglomerate that it is now i mean i'm sure it was up there in 2011 but i mean what what version of the iphone was even out then like the maybe five maybe i don't i say i don't know anything about iphones i don't I, maybe five four or five something like that um, AirPods, even though they're not that big, weren't out yet. Well, AirPods um, only recently came out. Exactly. I say they weren't out. Yeah. Um, 
trying to think of other big things that Apple have done. Apple TV was that Apple TV? Yet? No, Apple TV is this year thing. iPods are like a this year, last year thing. Um, iPads is something that I would think. No, would be... I think I think he was around for the first couple iPads. I don't think that he. We'll see. Let's see. When was the first iPad? Dude, honestly, Apple hasn't done anything that shit. Crazy. Yeah, no, he he died a year after the first iPad. Yeah, I was pretty sure he was around for at least the first one, but I, I don't know. Apple hasn't done anything real crazy except just like update their technology. Well, yeah, I, I can't I'm, think of anything spectacular that they've done. This is actually stupid convenient. Check this out. This is a mm. Apple timeline. Uh-huh. So the iPhone first generation came out in two thousand seven. What is this? What is this? Uh, and it says that the third generation was 2009 to 2012. So yeah, he was not even, not even uh, the iPhone 5. So, I mean, this is, it's just crazy to think about that, that he is one of the fathers of technology and he was alive during our time. Like, and, and that's the thing is that this is such an interesting time to be alive. Like, it really is. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not, there's so many things being discovered and created I mean, not so much recently, but I mean, just the idea that in our lifetime, we went from, I mean, your dad, you know, your grandparents didn't know what, didn't even, couldn't even think of the feasible idea of having a computer in their home. And in those short, in their short few years, retrospectively few years, it just kind of went from, oh, this thing you could only, only, you know, companies could have a computer in their, in their house or in their offices and then now look we've got how many computers in just this room alone oh, dude, you got a computer in your pocket all the time right? computer in your pocket computer, we're recording like, with a phone you've got your phone I right there i don't know how accurate it is but i mean i've heard the the statement being made more than once about how your iphone is more advanced than the technology that sent the first people to the moon oh uh, yeah no I, i've heard I'm, that before i 100 believe it i don't know all the facts. I mean, I think they mean in like a. I mean, that was in 1967. So they like, they probably course. don't mean literal power, but just probably processing. Yeah, you've got more processing power in that than they did in that first. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that your phone could power a rocket. It uh-huh. just I I do completely get that because, uh-huh. dude, I mean, the technology it gets smaller and smaller. Well, it brings me back to a point, and this is more of a topic that I would really like to talk about on my own podcast. But, uh, well, and what's the name of that podcast, sir? Uh, Apecast. And when, when are we going to get an episode, sir? <laughs> We've recorded Ooh, a few. on the spot. We've recorded a few Apecasts, but uh, they haven't been edited. They haven't been released. They're recorded on shitty microphones. So really, it's still in the beta testing phase. And with all this stuff going on in my life, it, it, it'll get there. Life, life happens. Yeah. Life happens. But it, it's all about the content with that one, too. We're not trying to... Make Only if you had a company that could buy out your podcast and provide you the funds to then make that podcast happen. Look, if you want to buy it, <laughs> it's for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a sticky note with the logo Apecast on it written in Sharpie. For real. He had dried up Sharpie, I might add. I'm going to purchase that for, for $130 billion. Well, listen, what I was getting at was one thing that we'll probably end up talking about on my podcast is it's, it's another topic that Joe Rogan keeps bringing up is what is human existence? 
What the fuck? Really sit and think about what is happening in the current second. What is time? All that sort of thing. It's funny you say that. I have a bit on that. He, his theory, he said he pulled it out of his ass. There's no basis in fact or whatever. But it would make sense if humans are destined to create a Big Bang machine. Mm. The reason he says that is because what are what are humans working towards besides fulfilling all of our own wants? We're not doing anything on a on an ecosystem scale productive. We're f- we're fucking up the earth. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of people have no desire to go to other planets. We're just here until we die. Yeah. Uh, drive fast cars, have a lot of sex, that sort of thing. But uh, he said that with the advancements in technology and the uh, exponential growth of technology, he says uh, he really believes that eventually we'll be able to make a machine so powerful that it can create a big bang in the universe, explode the universe again, like make it implode on itself and then explode again. And that there is no doubt in his mind that if that machine existed, some motherfucker will press the button. Someone will. If the button exists, it will be pressed. Yeah. Because you could put all the warning signs you want over it. Don't press this. The whole world will end, whatever. Some suicidal person or whatever the case may be will press it. And then... Everything starts over. Huh. That's his theory of human Fuck. existence. Is that we're just here. Until we're, it starts we're, over. We're occupying. We're making stuff better and better and better. And then everything explodes. Well, who's to say that hasn't happened already? That's what he's saying. He's saying it's a cycle. We probably This is probably our 500th time. If you think about this time-space continuum. But then that's just the way of nature. That's just... I'd say it's more than 500. Well, Probably who knows in, who cares? In, in we'll never be amount. around. We'll never be around to see the Jesus the basis of that. But wow. that's a, that's a pretty it's a pretty interesting yeah, topic it's pretty to talk wild. about. But uh, I guess what I was getting at with that is technology is growing so fast to the point where we don't even need humans for a lot of jobs that we used to need humans for. Yeah, that means productivity is going way up, and that means that science is getting way better. All that sort of thing. Um, I keep going back to Joe Rogan because I listen to him a lot, but... Uh, you should be listening to this one, though. This, <laughs> this one's pretty good. Well, I've listened to all of them. I'm like one um, of your viewers on all. Yeah, my one of my five viewers. To be honest with you, I think I've only listened to two. Yeah. Mine and Duff. He's, he's, he listened to... I say he, all yeah. of them. Yeah, he's, he's, he listens to his one But it wouldn't be hard. Six could, times. It wouldn't, t- it wouldn't be hard. I could take one afternoon and listen to all of yours, whereas Joe Rogan, I would be spending literally years. Yeah. But uh, I guess what I was getting at with that is uh, there are, in my opinion, and in Joe Rogan's opinion, I assume, there are no limits to human capabilities with technology. It's only going to keep getting better and better. It might slow down and like plateau for a while, but then it only takes that one more discovery that makes everything jump, like computers, for example. Yeah. I mean, we were going like this with on the technology scale, whatever. Cars hit. Like yeah. Now we can get places. Now I can go to California to do this. I don't have to stay in my little town and ride yeah. my horse and buggy to wherever, right? And then it starts to go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. Boom! 
goes up as soon as Steve Jobs releases the first Macintosh because now productivity goes skyrocketing into the air. It's the, like if, if Steve Jobs and Bill Gates didn't exist, Amazon wouldn't exist. Jeff Bezos wouldn't Well, exist. I don't think I didn't see it is my thing. You think somebody's destined to do it one way. Uh, yeah, I think okay. that there's kind well, of a placeholder in the universe with certain things. And sure. I think people just fall into those placeholders. Sure. Well, that's a perfectly valid, you know. Yeah, I mean, all right, here's a grand, grand example. Here is a, here's your for instance, as a friend of mine would say. You had an idea while you were in college. Mm-hmm. You spoke to me about this idea. Yep, Biddles. It was a food app. Okay, yep. it was a food app. Now, you put a lot of time. You put, I don't know how much, did you put money into it? I did. Um, I think total money, it wasn't much. I think less than $500, but I did start putting some money into it. Okay, so I you... had plans on putting well over 50000 into it if I had to. But, I let's, but let's just call it 500 You put $500 into this idea, into this app. We were psyched about it. We were spitballing ideas about it. We had, you know, we were going back and forth, and it was the next big thing. Again, with that placeholder theory, little did you know that somebody was already working on that same idea. Mm-hmm. Hadn't been released yet. It is now Grubhub. Something. Like, they have a... Basically, the whole idea of the app, and I'll make it, I'll put it in a very small nutshell, was basically just food ordering, whether it be delivery or pickup, but with a really advanced point system that you could like use your rewards to cash in for all kinds of like gift cards and technology, stuff like that. Just buy stuff on Amazon with the points that you incur on this app. Nothing like that really existed on a large scale. But then Grubhub introduced this, um, Whatever it is, I don't know what it is now, but it's Grubhub Cash or something that now that's exactly what you can do. I mean, my idea was really just kind of a copy-paste of Grubhub with the point system, but it was still different enough to be viable and stand on its own. Yeah. I mean, your main goal with it was when you you first brought this, uh, this app to me, you had said to me you wanted to eliminate... You used uh, something like uh, a Chick-fil-A run. You wanted to eliminate everybody having to give you money separately. You you wanted to create an, an account-by-account basis. Like, everybody could just essentially Venmo you vittles into one account. That way you could pay for multiple... Well, that see, that was Mark 2 because Mark 1 was the large scale. going to cost $3 billion to start up because you had to plug into each and every every individual computer system at all the fast food restaurants. Yeah. And then like as all the money feeds through them, then they have a bill to pay you because they're using your service, that sort of thing. But uh, the Mark II was just leave the food people completely out of it. Yeah. And just create a platform where people could just jump on, let's say we're having a group order and all the menus all the places are tied into it so you could just go pick what you want on the menu and then you pay in exact sense to the person who's going to actually pick up and pay for it and then at, you know yeah once the deal is done everybody's paid and everybody's happy whatever everybody's had their poop but then the more you really look at that idea it's just Venmo exactly it really is just it's Venmo. just with, Venmo. Men, with menus with attached. menus and so that that that's what I'm saying. Like, there's always there's there's like little 
in my mind, I see just like little uh, silicon ice trays. Like you just, you have these ice trays and, and, and the water, when you, when you run it underwater, the water hits and it spreads and it goes in and it just fills up. And that's in my weird mind of images and stuff like that. That's what I imagine each occupation is on a global scale, like something that's going to affect the outcome of the world. That is what I imagine. Um, so that's that's kind of what I had to say about that. Um, of course, this is the Fade Out Podcast. We're going to go ahead and wrap up a little bit um, just because, you know, we've got lives to get to and stuff to get to. Um, and my friend Dalton, I do appreciate you coming back and actually giving a shit about this podcast. Dude, I gave a shit from the beginning. That's the reason it was your first episode. Oh, don't, first episode. Don't, don't pin that on me. So maybe maybe we'll do like a, a, you know, you've got one and you've got five. Those are pretty, those are pretty big numbers. Like, you. <sighs> milestones. Milestones, man. Uh, do you want to do 10, 15, I'll 20? Tell you what, I'll come back for the 100th episode. 100th <laughs> We're probably, we're going to be lucky to get the six. <laughs> like, this yeah, is, I mean, I, I enjoy doing it. As I've said to you before, I want to do my own and we're working on my own um with another friend of mine and of course that's no slight to you you've already talked about your own vision for your podcast which is very different from mine but hey yeah you you just gotta tell me the price baby boy look it's gotta be something (laughs) i'm gonna buy that motherfucking sticky note apecast isn't even owned by us yet so technically you could buy that domain right out of under our feet but god do you remember dude all right side note before we leave do you remember when fucking Donald Trump bought Jeb Bush's website? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Jeb. <laughs> what a fucking power move. Dude. But at the same time, that was just like throwing salt in his eyes. Oh my God, because he, 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 he was he losing was, the election he hard. He win. It, just, it was just so funny. Yeah. That was a fucking wild time to be alive, dude. Hilarious. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, dude. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, again, thank you for, for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, hopefully you guys uh, stick around and uh, catch our next week's episode, which will probably come out in three months. So, you know, thanks for your patience, guys. And again, this is the Fade Out Podcast.